Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So what is a subordinate gobbler and how do you hunt them? This is going to be a good episode for all turkey hunters. Hey, this is George back with the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you've listened to a few episodes already. And don't forget, guys, always appreciate it. Head to the website, send me your comments, your questions, pictures of turkeys or anything else that you shot. Love to hear from you guys. Same with questions and ideas for future episodes. All right, let's go right to it subordinate turkeys now most turkey hunt excuse me most turkey hunters don't even recognize what they don't even know what a subordinate turkey is they have no concept of it they just turkeys as turkeys and they gobble or they don't gobble and that's what most people understand but what you need to know is that turkeys have a pecking order all right they're very social birds and they have a pecking order in the wild, in the flock, and that pecking order never means more than it does during the spring breeding season. All right, so every turkey has its place. And there is the boss tom, the boss gobbler. He's the leader in an area, in a flock. He's the one that is the highest turkey. He's the dominant bird. And that tom does not want any other birds breeding when he's around he wants to be the bird that's breeding all right his whole he will fight he will push he will peck he will do whatever he will beat up other turkeys they've got spurs and they know how to use them and typically the your boss tom's going to be an older turkey that's got bigger spurs and more experience and savvy and aggression and he's going to fight and he knows how to fight and if he wants to be the boss he's going to be the boss And all the other turkeys in an area, in a flock, they know where they are on the pecking order. Are they the boss bird? Are they number two, number eight? Where do they stand in the pecking order? And so that boss bird, he is going to be the one that is continually asserting his dominance. And oftentimes, you know, if you start calling in an area and a bird comes right in, A lot of the time, certainly not always, but a lot of the time, it's going to be the boss bird. He's coming in to take a hen, to, to, to do what he does. And if you set out some decoys and you put out a jake and a bird comes in to, to see what's going on and who's this other turkey, it's going to be the boss Tom. He's coming in to push that jake or push that other uh, turkey with a full fan that you have as a decoy out of there and get rid of them. Whereas subordinate gobblers, 
they are not the boss bird. All right, they are not the one that's in control, that's in the lead, that's winning all the fights. They're not the ones with the dominance position or the breeding rights. Now, it'll help if you just pull back just a little bit and understand sort of what's happening here. All right, so the way God designed these turkeys is that the strongest best, most aggressive bird is going to be the bird that does the most breeding. The weaker birds, they're not going to be able to win the fights. The smaller birds, they're not always going to be able to win the fights. But the biggest, strongest, often the oldest and most experienced birds, they're the ones that are going to do the most breeding. They're passing on the strongest genes. They're the ones that are best able to fight and defend the flock. They're the ones that are going to breed and they're the ones that are going to pass on. However, that does not always necessarily mean that the boss Tom is the biggest bird or is the only mature bird in an area. Sometimes it's just that the boss Tom is the most aggressive bird. And you could have bigger Toms that are just not as aggressive. They are not up for fighting as much. They don't care. They don't want to mess with it. If the boss Tom is scrappy and wants to fight and tooth and nail to the death, they're just going to say, hey, whatever, you're in charge. We don't care. You go ahead. It's not worth it. They're, you know, they're more subtle. They're more subdued. And so it's not always by default that the boss Tom is the biggest Tom. Often it is, but not always. And, you know, it may be the biggest bird or the oldest bird, maybe by a year or whatever the case may be, but any other full-size mature gobbler two years and up is a trophy. And to go out and just trying to find and take a boss Tom is really a fruitless exercise. All right, because one, there's no real way to know for sure. Okay, there's you just can't. You know, what, what I'm going to tell you and teach you today, these are things that you can deduce, that you can put in the play, that'll give you success in areas where you might not have had it before. But you can never be 100% sure if you're looking at a boss bird, a dominant bird, or if it's a subordinate bird. All right, well, there's no way to tell 100% unless you're able to study the turkeys on a lab or a farm or controlled conditions and you can watch them all day every day. Then you can determine which one is the dominant bird. But in the wild, during in hunting conditions, you know, a lot of these are kind of generalities. It's really hard to know 100% for sure. But a subordinate bird can be just as big as the boss bird, just maybe not as aggressive or maybe just not quite as strong, or maybe just not quite as experienced. Or it could be bigger, stronger, and more experienced, and just not as aggressive. So there's no reason to say, well, I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to take a subordinate turkey. I'd rather have the boss turkey. Yeah, well, you could hunt for the entire season and still never quite exactly figure out who's who in the zoo because it's just not that simple unless you're able to watch these birds for a long time. And often in the spring, once the breeding picks up, they're splitting up. So they're not together where you can easily determine who's in charge 
and let alone figure out is that the same bird that I saw this day. Most hunters are just not able to do that. Not all biologists are good at that. So you want to keep that in mind. Any turkey that you can take in the spring that is a full fan and a long beard is a trophy. Any turkey, period, is a trophy. But any mature turkey is a trophy. There is no reason to ever go out and think, well, I want to take a boss bird instead of a subordinate bird. Like I said, you can never be sure you did it or you didn't do it. And everyone is a trophy. So some people that have this mentality, they only want to take a dominant tom, just throw that, that nonsense and shenanigans out the window. That's like going out and saying, hey, I want to take, you know... A, a Boone and Crockett buck, but I only want to take the dominant Boone and Crockett buck in the area. So I don't, I don't want to take a 210-inch buck. I only want the 215. Yet, yeah, well, you're an idiot. All right, if you get a chance, if you get a shot at a 210, you've done something almost no human being in their lifetime will ever do. You're trying to hold out for the 215. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. And oftentimes, the dominant buck is not the buck with the biggest antlers. They're the buck with the biggest shoulders with the most aggression. And that's that's how they, it's, it's an aggression measurement, not necessarily a smarts measurement. So that aside, we're talking about turkeys. So if you're going out there and you're turkey hunting, you're not looking for a dominant turkey. You're not looking for a subordinate turkey. This has nothing to do with your goals, your objectives, or what you're in the woods to accomplish. You're in the woods to bring home a turkey. Maybe you're trying to bring home any turkey. Maybe you're trying to bring home a mature turkey. And a mature turkey is the one with a beard and a full tail fan. And if you don't, if you bring home a Jake, well, that is just fine too. But your goals are your goals. Whatever you're out there to do, that's what you're out there to do. But a goal should never be a, a dominant or subordinate turkey. That's just nonsense. And that's going to lead you down a pathway of shenanigans. All right. That's just put that out of your brain. You're out there to get a turkey. So you're out there turkey hunting and you start calling. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And you get a bird that is answering you back. They're fired up, but they will not come in. And maybe they're, maybe they're stuck out there at 100, 150 yards. 
200 yards. You know, you call, they fire back. You call, they fire back. And, you know, time passes and they're hot and they're gobbling their head off, but they're not coming in. So you might get up and you might move a little closer. You might play that game. Hey, you know, 90-10, right? If I come a little closer, then so oftentimes that can cause them to come a little closer. So you might, you know, close in 30 yards and call again. And they gobble their head off and then they move 30 yards further away. And then you might get up and close that gap by another 30 yards. And they get up and they move 30 yards further. And so they're they're not running away from you, but if you move closer, whatever distance you closed in, it seems like they go that much further away. Now people would say, oh, well, you know, that bird's just gotten call shy. Call, what? No, that's ridiculous. Call shy is not a thing. It's a misnomer. It's an urban legend. It's a myth. Take that out of your vocabulary. It's not even real. There's no such thing. That's just nonsense and shenanigans. That is ignorance gone to seed. There's no such thing as call shy. This turkey is answering you back with every call. He's not shy from your calling. All right. He is answering you back. He is talking to you. That's all you could ever want a turkey to do when you call is for them to call back. Now, there's hunter shy turkeys, but he obviously doesn't think you're a hunter because he keeps gobbling. He thinks you're a turkey. All right. That's how this thing works. If you call and they gobble, they're not call shy. And they don't think you're a hunter. If they thought you were a hunter, they'd be shut up and get out of there. So this is working the way you want it to work. He thinks you're a turkey, but you move a little closer and he goes further. And then you move a little closer and then he goes further. And he's not hung up. There's nothing there that's keeping him from getting to you. There's not a stream or a fence or nothing. It's just whatever reason, it seems like they just won't come in and close that distance. Well, what you could have on your hands is a subordinate gobbler. And that turkey is afraid to come in because if the boss Tom catches him breeding this hen, he's going to get whooped. Now, he wants to breed. He's got all the hormones and everything else going. He wants to breed a hen, but he does not want a whooping. All right. He's afraid of the boss Tom. He doesn't know where he is, but he hears you calling and you may sound like another hen that he's familiar with that he's been hearing before, and then he knows that that boss Tom is going to come in and breed that hen. And he's afraid to come in because he doesn't want to get whooped and beat up on and get spurred by the big by the big boss gobbler. So you get a little closer, and then he's excited, but he doesn't, he, he's more afraid than he is excited. So he's just going to push back. And you get a little closer, and he's still excited, but he's just going to push back. And so you're not usually going to win that bird. There's, there's not much you can do if that's what's going on. Now, that's not always the case of what's happening in these exchanges. A lot of different things could be going on. There is no such thing as the word always in turkey hunting. Just nothing is always anything. But there's a fairly good chance that this is a subordinate gobbler which may be just as big, could even be bigger than the dominant gobbler, just may be less aggressive, may not be as old or experienced, just hasn't fought for that place in the pecking order, whatever the case may be. Can you still kill this turkey? Well, there are ways. All right, there are ways. So 
if you've sort of figured out you're playing this game of cat and mouse and he's not coming any closer and he's just moving further as you move, what you can do is this. Shut up. Stop calling. Stop making noise. And you can try to get up and get ahead of him. Circle around and get to the other side of him. Use terrain. If you have any terrain at all, use hills, use creeks, use whatever you can use. Use valleys, use trees and shrubs and anything you can do as quiet as you can. Make a big arc and try to get ahead of him. Try to get on the other side of him. You don't need to get exactly 180 degrees on the other side of him. But try to get in the other side of him, the other side of the line of where he's at. And however you can do it, doesn't have to be, like I said, exactly on the other side of him, but try to get over there somewhere. And you want to be quiet, you want to be sneaky, you definitely don't want to call, you want to make as little noise as you can, you want to move slow, but not too slow, because if he's moving, or if he's, he's not going to linger in that area forever, most likely... So you might have to move with a little bit of speed, but you want to be quiet. You want to sound like a turkey when you're walking, right? You want to have slow, deliberate steps. That doesn't mean, you know, what. one of the nice things about turkeys is that if they hear hens calling and there's other turkeys around, turkeys make noise when they walk. So if you walk like a turkey, you can sometimes get away with making noise. And so if you don't have great cover, well, you got it. You can't be seen, period. If you're seen, you're dead. You're busted. It's over. But if you don't have, you know, a creek bottom or a hill in between you or something you can use to, to just kill all the noise and it's a loud day, you want to walk slow and methodical. You want to match a turkey's walking speed. You want to make as little noise as you can, but if you got to make some noise, you want to walk like turkey walks. And the goal here is to get around him, to get on the other side of him, you know, just somewhere on the other side of that line, get ahead of him, right? And, uh, you know, you're, you can't get too close, period. And in some states, you know, you, you cannot try to hunt that turkey by closing the distance on him, period. You can't do that. You, you got to hunt by calling. But you could still get up and move and get 150 yards ahead of him or to the side of him up the ways somewhere. And then sit down, get you a good spot, and get out a different call. All right? A different call. Do not use the call that he's been responding to. Seems counterintuitive. You're like, well, he likes that call. He knows that turkey. He knows that that sound is made by a specific turkey over there. And he's afraid to go over there. All right. But if you pull out a different call and now you're on the other side of him and you could start off maybe with just a little soft calling, just a couple of yelps, some purrs. And now all of a sudden he's thinking, oh, hey, there's another turkey, a different turkey over here. And maybe that turkey's not as loud or as vocal, but, you know, the boss, Tom, He's going to go and he's going to have his fun with that turkey that, that, that he's been gobbling at for the last hour. And then he can slip out over here to you, who's this other soft calling turkey in another direction. And then he can get away with that. Especially if he's already moving in that direction. 
Whether he thinks he can get away with it or not and come in and breed that hen, he may come in just to see that hen and just be like, hey, what's going on over there? And, uh, you know, look for that boss Tom. So he wouldn't come in to you on the other side of him because he's maybe familiar with that turkey and he thinks that the boss Tom's going to be over there and he doesn't want to get beat up. But now you're two, three, four hundred yards on the other direction away from where you were on the other side of him. And now he hears another turkey over there and he's like, hey, that that boss Tom can't be in two places at the same time. And I'm already going this way. And that turkey's not calling so loud. And so you can sometimes bring him in just like he might come right in. He might gobble. He might not gobble. Right. If he's trying to be sneaky, he may gobble. He may not gobble. But this can work sometimes. You, you went from no chance to having a reasonable chance of killing that gobbler. And just the same, you get a couple hundred yards in the other direction, you might set up, you might now be within range of another turkey you don't even know about. Maybe the boss Tom is over there and he couldn't hear you where you were set up the first time. But now all of a sudden you're out all the way over there and uh, you can call in another turkey. But your, your, your goal is to get that bird because you know that bird is there. You know that bird is goblin. You know that bird is hot. And so what if it's not a subordinate turkey? What if it's not? Well, the beauty is this same strategy will sometimes work anytime. Doesn't matter the nature of the turkey. Even if it is the boss turkey and he's hung up for whatever reason, he doesn't want to go over there. Whatever the case may be, another turkey on the other side, different terrain, different direction. That's the way maybe he wants to go anyway. He may just slip right over there and come take a look. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. So this strategy will not always work. Like I said, there is no always in turkey hunting. However, it's a good strategy. They can change the game. Now, I'm, I'm one who's, who's cautious about moving, all right? This is a risky strategy. You can get busted. You can spook that turkey out. You can run into other turkeys and spook them out, which then spooks out this turkey. This is a risky maneuver, all right? It is not just something you should do all the time. But if that bird's not coming in, and that bird will not get closer... And you're working that bird. And hey, let's face it. 
you do not always or often find yourself in this kind of a scenario where you've got a bird that's fired up, that was right there, that is close, that you're working and you're putting time into and, and you've got a chance at killing. You don't have those situations all the time. Right? These are not daily occurrences in the turkey woods unless you hunt somewhere that has way more turkeys than where I'm at. So you find yourself in this opportunity and you've got a bird there and you can't figure out how to seal the deal. You may say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm just going to roll the dice. I'm going to go for it. Maybe this is going to blow things up, but maybe this will be the thing. He's obviously not coming in by himself. And you've moved closer and he's moved further. So he's demonstrating that he's not coming that direction. He's only wanting to go the other direction. And so your odds are good that that bird is not going to pan out. Now, there could be other birds around. And if there are, if you know that there are other toms around, you may want to sit put, stay put. You might not want to try this. Because you getting up and moving like this, you could spook out other birds that may be coming in, like that boss tom that he's worried about. So if you have reason to believe that there are more turkeys around, your odds of taking a turkey may be better if you stay put. Now your odds of taking that particular turkey are not good. It's bad odds. But you're talking about taking any turkey. So the chances of you getting a turkey could be better if you stay put and you got all these turkeys around and he's obviously afraid of coming in because he thinks there's another turkey around. You got to keep all this in mind. But if you've not seen any turkeys, if you haven't heard any other turkeys, if there's no sign of any other turkeys and this is the, this is the only prospect that you have, then you might say, hey, worth the risk. Let's try this move out. Let's see if we can do something here. Because it's obviously not working as it is. And you know, when you have birds, when you've got turkeys, and you know, this goes for a lot of things. You know, you gotta, that, that animal is there. You know where they're at. And what you're doing isn't working. You gotta weigh the options. Do I try something risky? When I say risky, I don't mean like dangerous. But I mean, it's risky to blowing up the hunt it's risky to spooking game it's risky to scaring off the animal well if the animal's not coming in anyway and the animal's only going the other way anyway that's when you got to weigh the pros and cons of doing something risky because if that turkey just leaves well the chances of killing that turkey are zero but if there's other turkeys around hey Maybe you're better off not, not making any disturbance in the woods. But I often play a little bit more cavalier, a little bit more, uh, a little more risky because oftentimes you don't have all kind of other turkeys around or you don't know if there are and you get an opportunity and it's like, hey, there's a turkey there. I'm going to try something. And I've had that work and taken home the bird and I've had it fail. And blow up the hunt. But you know what? Anytime that, that I've had it fail, I'm like, hey, you know what? You had to try something. You had a chance. You had an opportunity. What are you going to do? I, I'm not one that loves to just sit there and, and just say, well, hey, whatever. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah, it's not coming back. That just, 
Not in this kind of scenario. I've never seen him come back. It doesn't mean it can never happen. Like I said, it's turkey hunting. Now, with deer hunting, I actually tend to be a little bit the opposite. I tend to be a little more conservative with deer hunting than with turkey hunting. And, you know, for deer hunting, I'm, I'm very unlikely to get up, leave my spot, leave the blind, leave the stand, leave my tree, leave wherever I'm at, and start going after a deer. You know, very unlikely that I'm going to do that. If I see a deer pass in the distance or not come in or whatever the case may be, um, you know, because for deer hunting, I really have had that almost never work out. But turkey hunting is different than deer hunting, right? So turkeys, so many more times, you can fool them and them thinking you're a turkey when you're run, walking around. Deer, I have pretty much never had that work. But with turkeys, it works sometimes. And if you call and they hear calling from somewhere and then they hear turkey speed walking from over there, there's a good chance you can fool them into thinking that that walking and that moving is a turkey. Whereas with deer, if you make deer grunts and then you walk around, I've never had that work out. Now there's some people, maybe they have. I, I, it's not so much for me. But when it comes to turkey hunting, you can sometimes get away with things. And turkeys can't smell you like deer can smell you. And turkeys are low to the ground where deer have a little more altitude and a little, little higher line of sight. And so you're able to sometimes, you know, sneak around on turkeys maybe a little bit easier than you could on a deer that's able to raise itself up pretty high. And so you just, these are things to keep in mind, um, you know. If, if you identify a bird that you think might be a sub subordinate turkey and you're getting these kind of situations, then, you know, think back on this episode and on these ideas and weigh that situation and try to figure out, okay, I've got options. What do I do? And then let me, let me know. Send me a picture. Send me a story. Send me something. I would love to hear about how it goes down for you. So guys, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.